the college football experience, Central Michigan Chippewas 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks, brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing new pair of uh, shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Twenty-three season preview episode. I'm excited. I mean, look, this is a team that uh, I, I don't know. I've got a soft spot. But I, I, I root for them. I root for them. I know last year was tough, but uh, it wasn't that long ago they were winning bowl games, and uh, you know the fans were probably yelling, "Fire up chips! Fire up chips!" There we go. Let's play some of that. Fire! That's that's fire it up, baby. Let's fire up chips. I mean, you gotta love it. All right, maybe you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Ho, 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 ho. Jim McElwain. I don't know how I got it, but I got that email apologizing to the alumni of CMU saying, Hey, last year's on him. He's, he's got to get him going. Remember Jim McElwain is a good coach. He's a good coach. Used to play quarterback at E-Dub Eastern Washington back in the day. And uh, look, Saban disciple. Um, also, I mean, I thought he kind of got a raw deal a little bit in Florida. I liked what he did at Colorado State with the Rams and Fort Collins, and um, I know last year was tough. Um, so I think he's got some reason to be, op- you know, opportunistic on uh, the future at CMU. So let's hop into it. Um, I mean, this is a solo episode, by the way. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, youtubecom uh, the college experience. Well, actually, not solo. I'll have Michael Barker come by later to tell us about Kelly Short Stadium. But you know, uh, this is an interesting year for for Central Michigan because uh, I just think you know they were they were there, and I mean, last season was crazy in a way. They open up. Uh, what was a Thursday night game against uh, Oklahoma State? 
where they put 44 points up in Stillwater and actually it was kind of a crazy game. Um, but then they lose to South Alabama. Then they, you know, they lose pretty, they open up, I think with uh, five straight losses in, in FBS play. Then they beat Akron, which they got very fortunate to beat Akron. Um, kind of a crazy ending. Uh, but at the same time, I think you look back the one point loss to ball state was big two point loss to Western Michigan. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> just they beat Buffalo bowl team in the Mac. Um, they actually really, that was probably their best win of the season because the restaurant really popping, but the defense should be good. We're going to get to it, but I feel like that schedule was a little tr- tricky. I mean, they lost, I mean, the loss to Bowling green was bad, but Bowling green still ended up in a bowl game. I don't know. We're going to talk all about it. Uh, go game by game. Talk about the offense, talk about the defense. But before we do that, I want to tell you that our 2023 central Michigan season preview episode on the college football experience is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Yes. Bird dogs. You probably wonder what that is. Well, bird dogs are stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, look and, and bird dogs, you know, they fit way better than regular shorts. You know, regular shorts are made of stiffed restricting cotton. Bird dog fixed that issue years ago by inventing cloud knit fabric that uh, makes it look just like khakis, but uh, stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all, but all that movement. Uh, bird dogs also uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric. Woo. Uh, they need to be involved in the space program. As far as I'm concerned, anti stink sweat wicking fabric. Yeah. And it keeps you cool and dry all day long. And you're not going to be smelling like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, just swam in the Tijuana river. All right. Good. You're good. Over at bird dogs. All right. So go to birddogs.com slash pool into that promo code pool P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler. Going to give you a tumbler for free with your order. Once again, that's birddogs.com slash pool. Uh, look, you won't want to take off your bird dogs. We can really truly promise you that. Um, all right. We are back on the college football experience, central Michigan Chippewas 2023 season preview fire up chips. Well, we want to talk about the transfer portal. If you, if you listen to all of our previews, remember we're previewing all 133 teams. We do this each and every year and, and Maction fans, we bring you a Maction episode that drops, uh, you know, uh, throughout the season. So check out that. Um, but the transfer portal is always such a big deal. It's actually, uh, you know, well, at least of late the past couple of years, it seems like every team minus army, Navy and air force just have a boatload of transfers. Not necessarily the case in uh, Mount pleasant, Michigan, because Jim McElwain may be old school. I know he's in the sixties, but uh, let's talk about it a little bit here. Departing. We'll start with the departures. Uh, currently wide receiver, Finn Hogan in the portal. Uh, tight end Cade Conley got plucked over to the Marshall thundering herd defensive lineman, Isaiah Rogers in the portal, Alex uh, Heininger in the portal, uh, Fred Stokes defensive end. Remember old Fred Stokes played for the Washington Redskins and LA Rams back in the day. I don't know if there's any relation, but Fred Stokes, the D end here in the portal, 
Quarterback Daniel Richardson, this is a guy that played a lot of games for the chips. He bounces down to Boca Raton, transfers out to Florida Atlantic. I think that's a point of emphasis. Uh should, well, we should talk about that because the quarterback situation seems seems all over the place. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh Daniel Richardson leaves. Uh linebacker Logan Guthrie also heads out of town. And uh offensive lineman Tyden Ferris jumps over to Georgia State. Punter Luke Elzinga goes to the Oklahoma Sooners. That's that's actually some kind of a big loss. Uh, linebacker uh, Corey Gildersleeves in the portal, and that's what we have facing. That's what's leaving uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Incoming, like I said, McElwain, old school. He brings in wide receiver Stephen Bracy, who uh, I remember. I think he had a kick return against what was it, Nebraska, for a touchdown. Uh, he transfers in from the Wisconsin Badgers, and uh, besides that, Jake Walrath, a punter from Tarleton State, comes in. That's it. I repeat, that's it. I mean, I I expect Bracy and Walrath to start, so you can make a case that they won the portal, but not really since their punter was proven and what, you know, I don't know. I think losing Richardson, I get it though. Do we, do you panic that you lose Daniel Richardson? Not necessarily because of what we got going here. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, look, uh, I think the offense could be improved. Let's talk about it. 86th in scoring offense this season to go 60th in rush offense, 95th in pass offense, 84th in total offense for Paul Petrino, the former Idaho Vandal head coach. Um well, like I alluded to, the quarterback situation is interesting. Daniel Richardson, extreme veteran. Um but he wasn't their main starter last season. They had a slew of uh Quarterbacks essentially. Uh, Jace Bauer was the uh, the quarterback for what seems like a good chunk of the season. Then he got injured, and Birdie Manuel, a son of Birdie Manuel, the wide receiver from uh, the Falcons slash quarterback from Rice. Um, I thought both kind of showed flashes. I mean, Bauer I think had had some pretty impressive games, and then Birdie Manuel I think had six or seven rushing touchdowns. So those two are back. So I see why Richardson left, and I don't know if it's as bad of a loss as perhaps I, I get it. He's very experienced, and I guess you kind of like that. And Bertie Manuel was just a freshman last year, and uh, Bauer's a sophomore, so maybe there's that as a little bit of a panic. But Bauer completed fifty nine percent of his passes a, a year ago. Can he take that next step? Or and it seems like Bauer won this job in spring, but I don't know because Emmanuel flashed to me at times and. Uh, I think it's going to be something. It's going to be interesting to watch, as uh, you know. I think that, he, that Emmanuel was able to redshirt too from a season ago, so they might have them for the coming years. Um, at the running back spot, they're they're going to be breaking in. Uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be Marion Luke's who's starting or Miles Bailey. Those are two of the guys that were backups uh, a season ago, but they 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 they're going to get their chance here. For some reason, I feel like these Mac schools that I've previewed thus far, go listen to the other episodes. What ball state bowling green and Buffalo. They're all kind of very similar on uh, maybe not Buffalo, but ball state and bowling green. 
both only if memory serves me correct, brought back four starters on offense, three of them being on the offensive line, same situation with central Michigan here. Uh, yes. Bauer started some Emmanuel started some. So I guess you could make the, the case that there, that would be a fifth starter, but three starters back on the offensive line. Uh, and then you get one other starter and wide receiver, Jalen uh, McGaughty. Um, I, I almost don't know what to do from deduce from besides. I think the offensive line will be improved. Um, I think that's, that's the real area that I feel comfortable about. The quarterback play should be better. Just the fact they're older, the wide receiver position though. I I'm assuming the Bracey get, he starts, you have him, you have a returning starter in, in McGaughy and then uh, what Thomas Panuizio, a senior. I think he will be starting. I'm probably butchering your name, but I know he was at Colorado state uh, not that long ago. So maybe they got something going in the passing game, but how they need to be make sure that they're effective passing the football. Um, the run game, like I said, the O line's good. The running backs, a little bit unproven. So there's that. But uh, another thing is tight end. Breaking in a brand new tight end, Marcus Young. I'm making that assumption. It could be Decorian Temple uh, at tight end. Um, do I think the offense will be better? I do, but not by much. I think the offense should be better if their quarterback play stays healthy. That's that was a big thing last year. So um, maybe maybe something like that. Um, if that can happen, they could be better. But I don't think that much better. I think best case scenario, you're you're looking at just slightly better. Um, there's even a chance they could regress. If those receivers or running backs struggle or the quarterbacks struggle to pass the ball, maybe they regress. Sophomore slump, that's a thing uh, in college football. So um, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball for defensive coordinator Rob Key. Uh, or is it A Key? A Key. Uh, 79th in scoring defense, 69th in rush defense, 57th in pass defense, 61st in total defense. This unit was by far their best unit a season ago. And there is a ton of reason for optimism there because they bring back three or four in the defensive line led by Roby Stewart. That guy's all Mac. Uh, also bring back the whole linebacking core led by Kyle Moretti four or five back in the secondary. And they got two all Mac guys in back there corner, Dante Kent and safety to the JV on Stepney. You gotta love that. They gotta create more turnovers, though. You look at the, you dive into the analytics. They only had uh, four interceptions a season ago. How can you have a top sixty-first best defense, fifty-seventh against the pass, but only four interceptions? Gotta gotta get to the quarterback, force some more turnovers. Um, they only had ten takeaways all year. Now you play twelve games. They had six fumble recoveries, four interceptions. The defense could improve in that ballpark, but I do think the defense once again is the muscle of this team. It is the strength of this team, and uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to buckle down because I think you can make a case, and we'll get to it in a minute here, that the schedule could be harder than last year's. Um, they're breaking in a brand new kicker and punter. I know they got the kid from Tarleton coming in to punter, but that's never great to know if if you're going to be in some close games. And it seems like wacky action Tuesday and Wednesday games are just always close. Um, 
So it's gonna it's gonna be very very interesting. I, I do think though the defensive line stands out to me as as one of the better ones I've previewed so far in the MAC. Uh, Stewart, you also got Bristol and Heldman back, and they're counting on the sophomore Quindario Lee that could be a, an X factor. But you kind of like this whole defense. Like I said Dante Kent was a big guy for them uh, a season ago. Um. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about it. But uh, first thing I want to do now is uh, tell you before we go game by game on the schedule and try to forecast how CMU will do uh, this, this 2023 season. Um, But before we do all of that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, central Michigan Chippewas 2023 previews brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in cash prizes. Uh, look, underdog pick them is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball pr- pl- uh, player prop parlays. Those are fun. When college football comes around, they'll have those. Uh, past couple of years, I've really enjoyed that, and I and I've promoted it on this very show. So there's so many ways to win over on underdog, and it's active in so many different states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus. Up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code S G P N. All right. Okay. So uh fire up chips, man. Like I alluded to last year. Last year their their power fives. I don't know. You can make it you can make a case. They got they had to play in Stillwater and at uh Beaver Stadium uh, against Penn State. So those two brutal. But they also had South Alabama on the schedule, who damn near won the Sun Belt. Very good team. I think they had ten or eleven wins a season ago. But they also had the gimme game of the Bucknell Bison, who have been absolutely awful, especially on offense. They they didn't even score a point against Central Michigan a season ago, as they lost forty one nothing. So that was the non con a year ago in two thousand twenty two. You look at twenty three, and I think you could make the case. <laughs> That uh, maybe the Power Five front is a little easier. <laughs> in in and I I think that'd be a decent argument. But at Michigan State and at Notre Dame, it's still tough. I mean, at Penn State, Penn State's probably better than Michigan or Mich- better than Michigan State and Notre Dame. Uh, and then Oklahoma state, I don't know. It's tough to say, but the difference is also they're playing instead. They welcomed South Alabama a year ago. Now they got to go down to Hancock Whitney in the non-con uh, to mobile Alabama and take on South Alabama. Who's pretty loaded again, coming into the season. And then they also get for their FCS team. They don't have Bucknell on the schedule a year ago. They have the new Hampshire wired wildcats who were an FCS playoff team. So, uh, I would argue this is a this is a lot harder of a schedule actually. Bang for your buck out of conference. Now now in conference we'll get to that. But let's let's start things off. Friday, September first. I love this game uh, being played on Friday and not Saturday. I get to sit down and really watch every play of this game, which I try to do on Saturday. But when you have three million games going on, uh, Central Michigan at Michigan State. Remember Central Michigan back in the nineties kind of uh, gave them a couple upsets. Could that happen again? I'll tell you this, Michigan State. Although I feel like they are much better on their front seven, uh, as to opposing years, um, the Peyton Thorne left. They got dinged at the wide receiver spot too with a cut, you know, with graduation and transfer portal. 
maybe, maybe the chips could pull off an upset against, against big brother. I got to take Michigan state here, but I find this game more interesting uh, after, after seeing that, that those things happen there. So Michigan state one to know, and then comes this new Hampshire game that's sandwiched in between Michigan state and Notre Dame. It's a dangerous fucking game for them. Uh, new Hampshire's good. I think they're going to be an FCS playoff team this upcoming year too. I think they're probably better this year than they were a season ago. Subscribe to, to our FCS college football experience, which I host as well. Um, I think Central Michigan is going to win this game, but they better not. This this could be a one score game. I think Central Michigan should just be flat out better win and win this one. But don't look past the Wildcats, or you will get bit. Um, so let's say one and one after September 9th. Then they head to Notre Dame. Look, Notre Dame lost to Marshall a year ago. So as much as I say, I'd rather play Michigan state and Notre Dame than at Oklahoma state and Penn state, Notre Dame's in year two of the Marcus Freeman era might be a little better this year. They got Sam Hartman coming in, but then the other two uh, make it harder to me. The the other two non-con games. So I got him losing at Notre Dame, but I think this could be a tricky game. Sam Hartman's one of these guys where I like Sam Hartman. I've been, uh, you know, if you've listened to us over the years, He's made me a lot of money. I DFS wise when at wake, I, we were, I think, I think we were ahead of the curve here on the college football experience, but on, on touting how good he was. But another thing is Dave Claus and slow mesh offense, I think might be part of the reason why he was so good. Now I think he's a player. I think he's a gamer. I think he's a very good quarterback, but I'm curious to see what he's like outside of Dave Clawson's offense. Um, cause he, he committed knowing Tommy Reese was the OC at Notre Dame Reese bounces to Alabama. And now I don't know what, what we got going, uh, what we got cooking. I know they promoted within a tight end coach is now their, their OC, but it makes it me believe that central Michigan might be able to hang around some in this game. I know the line of scrimmage is going to be the, the real X factor. Can that experience defensive line for the chips, you know, show up and give Notre Dame a game. Perhaps they can. I would love to see the chips win this one. Please go into Notre Dame stadium and win this one. Um, but I got them, I got them losing this. I got them at one and two and then back to back away. There's always staggered statistics about the second end of the back to back away. And you normally, you normally get your ass kicked. Uh, well, I think that's going to happen when they head down to South Alabama to take on the Jaguars. Uh, so I got them one and three in, in the non-con and they play all four of their non-con in a row. And now comes an interesting one. Eastern Michigan comes to town. Chris Creighton, I think, has done such an unbelievable job with with the Eagles. And uh it this is like to me a must win game. If you're gonna cash the over on Central Michigan, which if you if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, you'll see it. This sweet graphic there. Shout out to Cameron Kerr. The to- the win total is five and a half wins. So um this is a, a huge game. You you go back a season ago. And Eastern Michigan laid it on them. I think one by twenty or nineteen at uh, at the factory there in Ypsilanti. But now you catch them in Mount Pleasant, and you catch them game one in Maction Play, baby. I think CMU gets it done. I think I think CMU gets it done here. But this is a I, this is going to be a close game. It's a hard fought game. I think Eastern Michigan's always better than what people think. So give me that as a Central Michigan win. But I think it's a one score game. So. If they struggle to pass the ball, you will lose this game. 
you know, uh, one turnover could be all the difference. Um, but give me, give me uh, two and three then in the month month of uh, September, essentially. Then they head to UB Stadium to take on the Buffalo Bulls, who they beat a year ago. This this is a winnable game, but I took Buffalo. Man, I don't know. I just feel like between Eastern Michigan and Buffalo, they go one and one. Are they capable of going two and zero? Oh? I really believe. Sure. Yeah, I think they're going to be right there. I think that defense will keep them in a lot of these games. Buffalo returns Snyder though, a quarterback to Rutgers transfer. EMU and Chris Creighton, I feel like always underrated. I think they go one and one in that stretch. So I'm going to put them. That would then make them what two and four. And you're panicking. I think you're panicking, saying, "Man, what happened? Was this email you sent out?" Uh, uh, what am I dropping the? Uh, what? Why did I say? John? I wanted to say John McLean. Um Jim McElwain. Jesus. So I need a fucking coffee. Anyway, um, then uh, the Akron Zips come to town. And I think Joe Moorhead and Akron are going to be a lot better this year. So it's a tricky game, but I got to favor CMU here. So three and four at that point, and that's homecoming, by the way, on October 14th. Then they head to Schumann Stadium at Ball State. Ball State's an interesting team. They bring in Lane Hatcher, the former Alabama slash every other school in the nation's quarterback, but uh, what, Texas State? Arkansas State, he he's gonna he's gonna I think he's I think they got better at quarterback. They also bring in uh you know so they lose Carson Steele at running back, but they bring in uh the kid from Kent State, uh Cooper, and uh I think that Ball State still this is gonna be a this could be a, a tough game, but I got CMU winning this one. I got CMU winning this one, and that would then put them at what four and four, and three and one in the MAC. So maybe maybe there's hope for a uh, a MAC championship. Birth, perhaps. Uh, we got a bye week on Saturday, October twenty eighth, and that bleeds into a a game that we have on th- uh, <laughs> on Halloween, Tuesday, October thirty first, when Northern Illinois and Thomas Hammett come to town. Rocky Lombardi's back for his thirty fifth college football season. He's the quarterback of NIU, and that makes this game compelling to me because two years ago he won the MAC. Thomas Hammett on uh, one of the luckier runs I've ever seen, but they got to go to Kelly Short Stadium here in Mount Pleasant. I favor CMU again. All right. So that puts me at wait, wait, New Hampshire is a win either Eastern Michigan or or Buffalo. So let's say Eastern Michigan. So I got him at four. That would be the fifth win. All we need is one more win to cash that over. Um, And I think it has to come the very next week when they head to Waldo stadium in Kalamazoo, get those liquor pitchers at Waldo's. which is another Tuesday night, by the way, on November seventh. It's a must-win game. Um, I think they get it done, and if they get that thing, it sets up for an awesome end of the season. So I got them getting their sixth win there, and then that sets up the final two weeks, which they'll be playing if if it goes the way I just projected it. Um with them only having one loss in conference heading into the final two weeks of the season. I think they're probably going to be competing against these two teams because on Wednesday, November 15th, they head to the Ohio Bobcats, Curtis Rourke. And these are the breaks is their quarterback. He's back. Hopefully he's healthy. I know he got dinged up late in the year last year when the Mac championship, I got a favor Ohio 
but this makes it super interesting because everyone would be buying in. Then these games will get crazy. Uh, that's why I love these Maxion Tuesday Wednesday games. I actually think they should pl- do more of those. Do them in October as well. Um, but uh, I got to favor Ohio there. So then that puts them at six and five for the for for the season. And then on uh, Black Friday, right after your your Thanksgiving dinner. You get Toledo coming to Kelly Short. Toledo's the best team in the MAC. They won the MAC championship a year ago. Can they knock off the Rockets? Toledo's been known to get upset in, in a couple, you know, a couple of times a year within MAC play. I think it's, I think there's potential there, and that might be for the MAC to an appearance in the MAC championship. So it's at Kelly Short Stadium. I'm going to favor Toledo because I think their roster's better, but they got everything there for an upset. And if that happens, maybe they end up seven and five. They end up bowling. I mean, six and six will get them bowling too. But seven and five, maybe they go to the MAC championship, and who knows what can happen. I I, I got the over, but I got the over just barely. Just barely. I think they go six and six. Potential for seven and five. I think it's more likely they go seven and five than than uh, than than five and seven. So now they need to not over. You know, look past New Hampshire. Do you want to talk about your season totally falling apart? You lose that game to Michigan State, which you know they'll be heavy dogs. We know they they have three away games out of their first four. The other two are at Notre Dame and at South Alabama. So if you got upset by New Hampshire in week two, you'll be zero and four. There might be some quit on that on that team. So you want to avoid that. Um, but yeah, I think I play the over, but barely. That schedule's hard. It's a hard schedule. You got what? Seven road games. It's a hard schedule. Seven road games and all of them against either power five opponents or bowl teams minus Western Michigan. So that's a hard schedule. Give me six and six, a bowl game. Um, they got to take care of business, though. They got to take care of business. I'm excited to 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 watch them as as the season goes along. I hope uh, McElwain, you know, I've been a fan of his for a while, so I hope it all works out. Uh, but man, I I love this time of year because you're you're projecting these things, and I'm like, damn, I can't wait to watch Central Michigan each and every year, folks. We are the College Football Experience. Subscribe, tell a friend because. Uh, you know, we preview all 133 teams. Normally I have a guest. We had the guest canceled out, but uh, anyway, the show must go on. And uh, so I I went solo to rock with the central Michigan Chippewas. um, And I think, oh man, I'd be curious the fans thoughts. If you're a central Michigan fan, follow us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or hop in the YouTube. Um, I'd be curious, which win would you like more? Would you like beating the in-state rival? Or, you know, or Big Brother, I should say, in Michigan State, or would you rather win at Notre Dame? What a great question that would be, because I feel like the Notre Dame game will probably be. Oh, it's on Peacock though. Remember, they used to be on NBC. Because I feel like that would be nationally televised, a, a true fuck you game. Meanwhile, the Michigan State game's on FS1. It's gonna be fun to watch. Sports incredible, college football, folks. Uh. Like I mentioned, we're previewing all 133 teams. We do this each and every year. Subscribe, tell a friend. We are the College Football Experience. I also host the College Basketball Experience, which uh, 
you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, when the season goes live and tips off on November 6th, I'll be there each and every night of the college basketball season, talking, get best games. Uh, we've been doing this a long time. Also the conference previews will be coming out in September and October subscribe over there. I also host the FCS college football uh, podcast, uh, the FCS college football experience. So if you are a fan of the FCS and I know maybe some of you fair state fans out there, eyeballing that Montana game, we got you covered. And uh, look, I also host the college baseball experience. Subscribe to that. We come together all four feeds on one uh, channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe over there. Check out the sports gambling podcast as well. And uh, I also host the USFL gambling podcast. Hop on over there and check that one out as uh, you know, Michigan Panthers in the USFL playoffs folks. Uh, that does it for us. Get the SGPN app in the app store and Google play store. Also come talk Maction football with us or any, really any college football. If you're just betting on games, actually really any sport, we have an NFL channel. We have everything arena, fucking arena league, everything. Uh, so come, come talk with us in our discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. I'm slightly going on the over folks. I'm slightly going on the over, but uh, this is going to be, this is one I would not lock up. I do not feel confident about this play. All right, folks, it's going to be great to watch. This is the college football experience, central Michigan, Chippewa style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.